You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Thursday edition of Locked On Jets is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Thanks for tuning in today. It is Thursday, December 21st, 2017. I am John B. from GangreenNation.com. We are posting the show later than we usually do. Usually we try and get the show up first thing in the morning so you can have it for your morning commute if that's what you like to do. Uh, this is this show is being posted in the evening. I just had some scheduling issues today, but we'll, we'll be back on our regular schedule uh, going forward. This is just a one-day thing. But did want to do a show for you today. Uh, we did ask for mailbag questions. It's Mailbag Thursday, so wanted to get give you guys a mailbag as we head into week 16 and we head into uh, Christmas weekend. The first question was emailed to me, and it deals with a potential coaching change idea. The uh, question deals with... Bill O'Brien, who's the head coach of the Houston Texans, according to some reports, Bill O'Brien may be on the ropes in Houston. Do you think this spells trouble for trouble for Todd Bowles, considering Mike McCagnan worked with O'Brien in Houston? I really don't. Um, McCagnan's not going to be the guy making the call on Bowles. That's the owner, the ownership. So whether it's Woody Johnson or Chris, Chris Johnson, his brother, or some combination of the two. Those are the guys who make the final call on Bowles, so I don't think that that's really going to be an issue here. I feel like last year, if you're going to get rid of Bowles, last year was the time to do it. This was, I feel I feel like you're, you're, the last exit was last year, then the next exit is going to be next year. I don't, I don't see why you'd keep Bowles after 2016, because at that at this time last year, you, you could see the team's cap situation. You could see the lack of talent on the roster. You knew it was going to be a, a rough 2017. You knew it was going to be a rough 2017. So what was the point of bringing back Bowles to get rid of him if he has a bad 2017 when you knew going in he was going to have a bad 2017? You know, I haven't seen anything totally egregious that would preclude me from giving Bowles a fourth season. And even if you were to make a move, I, you know... I gotta ask: Is O'Brien really as great as he's cracked up to be? I mean, why? And I'm not really—I'm not getting on the person who asked this. It's just I hear this guy's name thrown thrown around a lot, like he's this elite level coach. I mean, what's he? What's he want? I don't think he's a terrible coach, but is he really the type of elite elite level coach you turn your franchise around to get? You know, you do, you do everything in order to land. I, I really don't think he has that kind of track record. I think he's okay, but. You know, if, say, like, Jim Harbaugh went to the Jets and said, I want to coach the Jets. Okay, well, that's a situation where maybe I'd think about it, but I just don't think Bill O'Brien's the type of guy you, you you tear everything, you tear up the plan to go get. I think, And I think the other issue is that if you make a coaching change right now and you leave Mike McCagden in place, that means McCagden probably gets another two to three years, which I'm not sure he really deserves at this point. I'm not sure how one would say that, Bowles deserves to go, but McCagnan deserves to stay. I think that they're tied at the hip, and I think they should be tied at the hip. I think both of them, next year is going to be a very big year for them. I think that they're going to have to show big, big steps forward. They're going to need to show you much more than you've seen from them. So I don't think at this point that O'Brien is going to be in play, you know, depending on how things go next year, if he's still available, we'll see what happens. But I think as of right now, I would have to, I would be inclined to say that that's, not a, he's not a guy who's really going to be part of the mix for the Jets. I, I think Bowles probably stays. 
So I think that's that's probably where I, I'd answer that question. Next question is at the running back position. I really like the three guys we have at running back. Forte, Powell, and McGuire are all under contract for 2018. Do you think the Jets will bring back all three guys? I, I think no. I think that there's one guy who's pretty clearly going to be on his way out, and that's going to be Matt Forte. I think you know, he's much closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning. And I will say this. Forte has actually been more productive than people think. I, I think... And this is a trap I fell into myself that I really don't think I appreciated it because I kept saying that the Jets kept treating him like he's a featured back. He's, he's not really producing anymore. I think I fell into the trap of sometimes you get too caught up in your first impression because that was definitely true last year. The Jets treated him like a featured back last year, and he, he did not look very good. This year he's been in more of a reduced role. He really has not been the, the guy the Jets have leaned on in the running game. And, you know... He doesn't look that. I mean, part of it's he doesn't look fast. He he does look slow, but he can still read his blocks. He's crafty enough to read blocks. He he can still he still has some power. He can still grind out yardage after contact. He's really he's actually been better than you'd think. But running back is a young man's position. The Jets can save three million dollars. I mean, he's he's not worth four million dollars, and that's you know the cap hit for next year. Forte is going to have. He's not worth that. So I think you cut him, especially for especially in a scenario where you have kind of a three-headed monster. So I think the Jets will probably find... If the Jets will either go to a two-man platoon with Bilal Powell and Elijah Maguire, or they will maybe bring somebody new in. I don't see Forte coming back. I think Maguire definitely will be back on the team next year. And, you know, we'll see what happens from that point from that point forward. But I, 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 I agree with you. I actually like the three backs that the Jets have. I just think that... Forte is not really a guy who fits their plans financially, and even if he's willing to take a pay cut, I mean, he is near the end of the line. He's in his 30s. Running back is a young man's position. I think the Jets should look to get younger, thank Forte for his two years of service, and then move on. Next question. Do you think it would be a good idea for the Jets for the Jets to re-sign Josh McCown in 2018? You know, I actually think McCown's a guy who will make more sense for the, for the team the Jets are going to be in 2018 than he did for the team they are in 2017. 2017, I just never understood, and he actually was better than you know I thought he'd be, than a lot of people thought he'd be. But he wasn't a guy you were, you were going to win games with, and I felt like heading into this year, even if you weren't high on Petty Hackenberg, you need to get a younger guy, you know, somebody who had some upside. And I'm not saying like I knew that Case Keenum was going to have the season he's having in Minnesota, but I would have looked for somebody of that profile, a younger guy. You probably would not have had the success Minnesota's having with Keenum, but you're trying to kind of looking to catch lightning in the bottle. And what you got this year was you, you got a 38-year-old guy who, you, you know, he won some games. He was okay. I think he makes much more sense for a team like the Jets next year. I'd still like because you'll, you'll probably be drafting a quarterback. You'll have a rookie here. McCown's not a bad guy for the placeholder role. It's slide into the backup role, and he seems like the kind of guy who'd buy into it. My preference would probably be to get young, go with a guy who's not 39, be a little younger there, somebody with more upside than McCown. But I think he, and I think price matters too. I, I definitely would not go beyond what the Jets paid him this year. I'd probably look to get a little reduced rate to be honest with you but he's a guy he's he's a guy he's an option that's what I'll say I'll I'll say that's he's an option that that's I, I'm not saying yes I'm not saying no I'm saying let's let's see what it is I I would not rule it out though next question would you rather draft the quarterback or trade down twice to and load up on picks I'm a big believer in trading down I think that you know if you, if you study this league you know that 
the more picks you have, the better you, your team usually drafts because you have more chances to hit on guys. You can bring in more quality players. But the exception is the quarterback position. When you don't have a quarterback and you think a guy can be your franchise guy and he's available, you got to take him. So I, I, I take the quarterback. And then once you have the quarterback in place, because look, it's really tough to find the quarterback. I mean, how many opportunities do you get to find a legitimate quarterback? How many opportunities do you have to take that guy? So that opportunity presents itself. you got to take the quarterback. And then after that, you can trade down. But I think I, 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 there's nothing more important. There's nothing I would take over a quarterback. And even though I am a big – as I said, I am a big believer in trading down. I like trading down. I think – you more often, I mean, there are some instances where trading up works, there are some instances where trading down doesn't, but on the whole, you're going to have more success if you trade down more than you trade up. With all that said, though, you, you got to take the quarterback when he's available. You know, bowl season is here, and when you sign up at mybookie.ag, you get paid fast when you win. Where you bet at, bet at is just as important as who you're betting on. So if you want to make money making playing betting bowl games, consider going to mybookie.ag. They have odds on every matchup as well as live in-game betting on this season's NFL and bowl games. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Alright, our next question. If the Cardinals approach the Jets about a trade for the right to hire Todd Bowles, how much should or would the Jets expect or demand in compensation? What type of compensation has been given in past trades of this type? And this is an interesting question. Uh, there haven't been many trades of coaches, um, and this is a largely a hypothetical scenario here. Uh, first of all, the Jets would have to want to get rid of Bowles, which I'm not sure that they necessarily do. And second, you know, there are rumors that Bruce Arians may be out in Arizona. Bowles, of course, came from the Cardinals. He had this very successful stint as defensive coordinator there. So would the Cardinals be interested in bringing Bowles back this time as a head coach? And this is tricky because there aren't many, like I said, there aren't many trades. And they've tended to be got for very successful coaches. The Jets... You know, pulled the deal with Bill Parcells, bringing him from the Patriots. There was the Oakland-Tampa Bay deal with John Gruden, and you know, Bill Belichick was not a success; didn't have a successful head coaching track record, but he was a very highly regarded guy when he went to New England. And those were deals that were built around first-round picks plus other picks. I think in Gruden's case, uh, Tampa Bay sent multiple first-rounders along with other picks. Uh, the one that comes to mind, I guess, so you have to think of like less successful, less heralded coaches, and there actually is a Jets uh, example here. That would be Herm Edwards when he left to go to Kansas City. He was not a guy who had that kind of track record of success, and the Jets got a fourth-round pick. Now, I think in today's NFL, teams are more hesitant to give up picks for, you know, they're, they're, more, he they're more hesitant to give up draft picks, so you may not be looking at a fourth-round pick. I'd say late-round pick, you know, day-three type of pick. Because, and the reason I said that is that the most recent example of it, and this was a trade that did not go through, but a few years ago, there was talk that the Browns and 49ers almost worked out a deal for Jim Harbaugh, or Jim Harbaugh would have gone to Cleveland, and the Browns would have given up. The report was that they would have given up two third-round picks, and, I mean, Harbaugh is a really successful coach, so in this day and age, you're not giving, you're, I don't think you're getting the first-round pick even for a great coach. Because, I mean, Harbaugh was at that point as successful as any coach in the league, and Cleveland was giving up two third-round picks for him. So I think you're talking, for a coach like Bowles, probably late-round pick. I think you're, you're talking much later in the uh, camp, in 
you're much later in the draft than with more than more successful guys. Next question. There's a rumor that the Jets are interested in signing Sheldon Richardson again in 2018. If the Jets sign Richardson, would it make the Richardson trade one of the most one-sided trades in NFL history? Well, no, that wouldn't make it one of the most one-sided trades in NFL history because what the trade comes the success of that trade comes down to what do they do with the draft pick they got for him? Uh, so that's you know that's really the question is how, how well do you hit on this pick? You know, it's one thing to get a second round pick for Richardson, but if you don't use that second round pick effectively, it's not a very good trade. That's it. Really comes down to what do you do with what you've gotten was you've gotten a chance to draft a good player by trading Richardson now, but the important part is actually hitting on the pick. That's one of the things. If you think back to that famous Herschel Walker trade where the Cowboys got you know a bounty of picks from Minnesota for Herschel Walker and helped build the dynasty, Jimmy Johnson, who was running the Cowboys, he was the head coach at that point. He made the trade. He said that the he's, he's, he always says this: the important thing was that they picked the right players with the pick. So with the picks they got, so that's really what's important. It's not it's not a one sided trade at all right now. I mean, Richardson's really not having even Pete Carroll the other day on a radio. There was a report. Carroll was on some radio show, and he said that they really have not gotten what they expected out of Sheldon Richardson. And if you look at what he's done this year, you know, uh, the last couple of years, there's been all this talk about how he's been playing outside linebacker and the Jets have been misusing him, which to some extent was true, but he was not a full-time linebacker. He was playing on the defensive line more, and there were all these excuses. This year, there are no excuses. He's on a, you know, team that's got a great defensive track record. I know they're dealing with some injuries, but lots of talent around him. He's in a more natural role. He's um, in a contract year motivated, and he's really not having that great of a year. Next question is also about Richardson. What do you think of the idea of having Richardson back with the Jets? Um, I mean, I think at some some price he probably would make sense, but if it was going to happen, there was some there was this report that was in the, I think it was the Daily News earlier this week that suggested Richardson wants to come back to the Jets. I mean, that's you can't really read anything into that. That's just that's a player wanting to increase his leverage when you're a free agent the more teams people think you're are interested in you the more leverage you have negotiating so that i mean i don't buy anything to that report he's we're still months away from free agency i tend to think that if richardson was going to stay he wouldn't have been traded i think that the fact he was traded was a sign that either the jets didn't want want to bring him back or they just couldn't agree on a price and i think richardson's going to the place with the highest bidder i would not really stretch to keep this player or to get this player back I'm not sure he's he's really worth it. He's a guy who I think at this point he's a guy whose reputation is bigger than his actual play. I think his reputation is bigger than his actual play. He's not really a star at this point. He's um a type of he's he's really the, just a type of guy. He's a good player. He's a good run stopper, but nothing more. He's not a big time pass rusher. He's not the type of complete player you want to give a big contract to. I mean, if there's there's probably a certain price where if he's willing to take a cheap prove it deal maybe, but. I would not prioritize him over other options. And our last question. The Jets moved on from Bowles and did the same thing, hiring another defensive guy to coach, but he has a 3-4 background. Would the Jets have the personnel to switch from 3-4 to 4-3? Well, the Jets don't really. Jets are not really a pure 3-4 team. They, they run plenty of 4-3 fronts, so it's a bit of a misnomer, I think. I mean, this is more of a hybrid-type defense. They run plenty of four-man fronts. So, And uh, here's the other thing, though. You don't... You're not hiring a guy to be if in a world where the Bull, Jets are moving on from Bowles, 
they're not hired. They're not looking for a defensive coordinator. They're looking for a head coach. I, I don't worry about the system. What I'm looking for is a guy who has leadership skills, who can build a program, things like that, who can build a staff. The, those are the important things. The, the scheme that they run is secondary. The scheme that they run isn't important. That, that's the job of the coordinator. I, I'm not, I don't really, and I think that's a mistake teams make is they, they fall into this idea that, well, we have to hire an offensive guy. We have to fire, hire a guy that runs this type of scheme. The most important thing is to have a guy with, who, can build your, who can build a team, a guy who can be a leader. That that's what I, that's what I care about, and you can adapt. You know, they can adapt. You can bring in different players. It's about hiring the right guy. It's not about the scheme that they're on. That that's my view on that. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it. Your options include iTunes and Spotify, and please leave a good review. Hope you have a great Thursday. We'll be back again on Friday.